0: This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Craig Kopp reporting that the First Lady of Florida is calling comments by the Agriculture Commissioner disgraceful.
1: Are you comparing DeSantis to Hitler? In a lot of ways, yes.
0: We'll let you hear part of the interview that has First Lady Casey DeSantis upset. Also, before the session gets much further, we need to talk about why the Democrats are blowing smoke about marijuana legalization.
2: This is an opportunity for Democrats to uh, force Republicans out of a foxhole, um, you know, and, and, and kind of establish that line in the sand of, hey, we're for this. Perhaps they're not.
0: And surviving a walk or a bike ride in Pinellas County is no walk in the park. But first, look, it's a new redistricting map, not from senators or representatives, but from the governor's office. Florida Politics reports that Ryan Newman, the governor's general counsel, submitted his own proposal for a congressional map in Florida Sunday night, just days after the Florida Senate reapportionment committee advanced its plan for how to divide Florida into 28 congressional districts. While legislative maps for the House and Senate will be approved without the governor's involvement, DeSantis will have the opportunity to sign or veto a congressional map. An analysis shows the governor's map produces 18 districts with a Republican lean and 10 with a Democratic one. By contrast, the Senate map has 16 districts where Republican Donald Trump won the most votes for president in 2020 and 12 where Democrat Joe Biden won. In another controversial move, the governor's map shakes up Tampa Bay's political makeup. Right now, Florida's 13th Congressional District, represented by Charlie Crist, a St. Petersburg Democrat, is contained entirely within Pinellas County. But the proposal from the governor's office turns the district into one that crosses Tampa Bay. Crist is not seeking reelection, but he does want to challenge DeSantis for governor. In an email to Political Supporters Monday, First Lady Casey DeSantis condemned a disgraceful attack on her husband by Democratic gubernatorial candidate Nikki Freed. What's got the First Lady upset is an interview Agriculture Commissioner Freed did Thursday with Melissa Ross of public radio station WJCT in Jacksonville. Parts of that interview were rebroadcast statewide on Florida public radio stations Friday. After complaining about what she perceived as the governor's authoritarian ways, Ross asked Freed point blank.
1: Are you comparing DeSantis to Hitler? In a lot of ways, yes. I have studied Hitler and how he got to power, you know, wanting his own militia uh, and and having his own. There are other states that have one. Absolutely. But the reason why this governor wants it is different than the other states that have been utilizing it for emergency purposes. This governor is doing it for the sole purposes of power. And in doing so to make fear and to instill that, to blame people for what is happening in their lives, blaming certain parts of our society and our culture. And, and that's exactly what, what Hitler did uh, to the Jews back you know, during um, World War II. What would you say to those who find this comparison offensive, the whole idea of Godwin's law, that once you compare something to Hitler or the Nazis, you've lost the plot? Not at all. I mean, look, you know, it, do I think that we're going to get to the extent of, of of Hitler's power? Of course not. But the rise of his power and what he did to scapegoat certain parts and especially the Jewish community in, in Germany and how he utilized um, taking going after the media, going after and, and scapegoating people and blaming people and, and putting fear and then taking over the military. That's what this governor is doing.
0: The first lady wrote just this weekend, Florida Democrats compared Governor DeSantis to Hitler. This comparison is repulsive, offensive and minimizes Hitler's evil crimes against humanity. The governor's press secretary, Christina Pushaw, tweeted, if we had an honest media instead of DNC stenographers, reporters would be criticizing Nikki Fried's dishonest and offensive claim that DeSantis is the modern Hitler. Such a comparison trivializes Hitler's crimes against humanity, this is not funny, it's sick. On Sunday, Republican State Senator Ileana Garcia tipped her hand a bit on how she might vote on a proposed abortion bill that would ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, even if the pregnancy was the result of rape or incest, telling CBS4 Miami's Jim DeFede, those cases make up a small percentage of pregnancies.
2: Uh, the majority of the rape cases, they're perhaps one percent. And what I ask people is, though, for those people who did survive, who were born out of a, a unfortunate rape situation, are those people second class citizens?
0: Jesse Schechner of Florida Politics says that percentage checks out. In that interview, the day before Martin Luther King Day, Garcia also told DeFiti that essentially the civil rights battle is over.
1: You don't think that uh, the African-American experience today is different than the experience by either yourself or someone like me?
2: No, not at all. As a matter of fact.
1: You think it's the same?
2: Yes, we do. That's why we had Obama as a president. That's the best
1: example in the world. Obama was president, not for four years, for eight.
0: Last week, Florida Democrats called the media together to talk about that hot button issue of marijuana legalization? Democrats are introducing a bunch of measures to decriminalize or legalize the recreational use of marijuana. We thought we'd better talk to Florida politics reporter Jason Delgado about this now, because he says this marijuana legislation is going nowhere this session.
2: No, no, they uh, they're on the ropes, let's say, when it comes to passing any sort of measure. Um, But with that said, they are pointing to a Trend of kind of a popularity for people who want um, recreational marijuana on the table.
0: Let's see, they got ten uh, marijuana-related bills, according uh, to your piece on FloridaPolitics dot com. One would actually legalize it. There's a bunch of others that include some more addictive drugs. I want to talk about that in a moment. But the the key here t- to me is that 2019 poll that you uh, quoted saying that 64 percent of voters support legalization and it's happening all over the country. I mean, Illinois, Michigan as recreational marijuana. Uh, But Republicans ears are pretty much plugged on those arguments. Are they not?
2: Um, Most definitely. I mean, from top to bottom, Governor Ron DeSantis isn't a fan. And our Republican Senate and House leaders have, let's just say they haven't shown much uh, optimism uh, or openness to the idea.
0: Let me deal with that one issue I brought up just a second ago, the idea of decriminalizing not just marijuana, but other addictive substances. Um, Instead of jail time, there's fines. Why would they even think about putting a... A bill up for consideration that muddies the water waters it to me anyway, on uh, the idea of decriminalizing marijuana, which is, you know, widely and legally used in the United States right now.
2: You know, I think marijuana is such a gray area, you know, between states and federal government um, that Democrats are willing to take any sort of inch they can, whether it's full legalization to decriminalization. Um, I think any ground they could gain would be deemed a
0: success. Here's my thought on this. Uh, the Democrats, it seems to me, see decriminalization or legalization of marijuana as an, an attractant to the independent voter. Am I right or wrong?
2: That's my read on it. And, you know, with, if we're being honest, Governor Ron DeSantis looks, uh, frankly, unstoppable. Um, and I'm not here to say you know marijuana is the issue that'll uh, <laughs> that would take him down but again I think they're they're truly grasping for straws and uh, this could be something that's in their favor for some uh, independent minded voters
0: we have medical use of marijuana in the state of Florida there are a lot of Floridians using marijuana legally already
2: and that's what um Democratic Rep. Geraldine Thompson said uh, this week, you know, she's arguing, look, Ford is falling behind and, um, you know, the trains leaving the station on this issue. Uh, And other Democrats point out that, you know, decriminalization is an opportunity to commute some prison sentences for nonviolent offenders. Um, It's also an opportunity, if you were to legalize it, uh, to reinvest into communities. Um, You know, they had there's. A compelling argument to make, you know, for the upside of, of decriminalization or, or recreational uh, marijuana.
0: So they hold a, a press conference, they put 10 bills up there. This is probably not, or almost definitely not, a realistic move to pass legislation. It's more a we're, the Democrats are clearly putting themselves on the side of either decriminalization or the legalization of marijuana. Do I have that right?
2: Correct. You know, I, I think Democrats are just making a line in the sand once again, um, and kind of showing their stance on this on the issue.
0: Is this going to be the last time we hear about this or will it, you know? There, will there be big arguments in committee and then it'll be voted down and won't make it to the floor?
2: No, I, I wouldn't hold your breath. In fact, um, a bill to legalize marijuana has never been heard in the Florida House. Uh, and, and there's no sign that this year is going to be the exception.
0: And despite the fact that that 2019 poll shows 64 percent of Floridians support legalization and when it was a ballot issue, uh, for the medicinal use of marijuana in the state of Florida, that passed really big. But Republicans don't see a need to respond to those polls at all.
2: It's interesting. I mean, they show no signs, at least, you know, immediate signs of, of pivoting at, during the session.
0: All right. Well, it's interesting that they bring it up uh, and it perks up a lot of ears. uh, But uh, we're not going to be hearing much about that uh, over the next 50 some days left of the session is what you're telling me.
2: That's what I'm telling you. I think at best, this is an opportunity for Democrats to uh, force Republicans out of a foxhole, um, you know, and and, and kind of establish that line in the sand of, hey, we're for this. Perhaps they're not.
0: Excellent point. Jason Delgado, appreciate your time. Thank you, Craig. Here's what's happening in Florida politics today. The Senate Commerce and Tourism Committee will today consider a proposal filed by Republican Senator Joe Gruders of Sarasota that would require Florida professional sports teams receiving government assistance to play the U.S. National Anthem before every home game. The Senate Environment and Natural Resources Committee will take up a bill today filed by Senator Aaron Bean, Republican, that would make clear the governor can bypass the state cabinet in appointing the secretary of the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. Some questions were raised last year after Governor DeSantis unilaterally named Sean Hamilton as secretary of the Department of Environmental Protection after previous picks for the job got sign-off from the cabinet. The Senate Judiciary Committee will consider a proposal filed by Zephyr Hills Republican Senator Danny Burgess that would provide a public records exemption for personal information about county attorneys and city attorneys. House Minority Leader Evan Jenny, Representative Ramon Alexander, and Representative Fentrice Driscoll will hold a media availability this morning at 10 o'clock. Senator Gary Farmer, Democrat from Lighthouse Point, and Representative Angie Nixon, Democrat from Jacksonville, will hold a news conference about legislation aimed at making sure drinking water in schools does not contain lead. The Senate Criminal Justice Committee will receive a presentation this morning from Department of Corrections Secretary Ricky Dixon about issues like staffing levels and temporary dorm and prison closures. The Senate Education Committee will consider a proposal filed by Republican Senator Manny Diaz Jr. that addresses things like how issues about race should be taught in public schools. Governor DeSantis and state education officials are seeking to bar the teaching of critical race theory. The House Public Integrity and Elections Commission will today consider a proposed constitutional amendment filed by Republican Representative Mike Beltran that would restrict subjects that could be included in ballot initiatives. Under this proposal, initiatives would have to be limited to matters relating to procedural subjects or to the structure of the government or of this constitution. This afternoon, the House Post-Secondary Education and Lifelong Learning Subcommittee will consider a proposal filed by Republican Representative Sam Garrison that would provide a public records exemption for information about applicants to become presidents of state universities and colleges. The House Tourism Infrastructure and Energy Subcommittee will take up a bill this afternoon filed by St. Pete Beach Republican Representative Linda Cheney that would extend the operation of the Visit Florida Tourism Marketing Agency to October 1, 2028. Under current law, the agency would have to stop operating October 1, 2023, if the sunset date is not extended. Senate Banking and Insurance Committee will this afternoon consider a proposal filed by Republican Danny Burgess that would create a framework for domestic surplus lines insurers. This afternoon, the Senate Transportation Committee will consider a proposal filed by Chairwoman Gail Harrell that would create a public records exemption for traffic crash reports, though law enforcement agencies would be able to provide summary information about accidents to the news media. And the House Justice Appropriations Subcommittee will consider a proposal this afternoon filed by Representative Sam Garrison that would increase criminal penalties for evidence tampering in capital felony cases. And finally, the Tampa Bay Times is reporting that the death count of pedestrians and people riding bikes in Pinellas County skyrocketed in 2021. Last year, the Times reports there were 64 pedestrian deaths and 21 people riding bikes were killed for a combined increase in fatalities of 73 percent. Something's going on. The speculation includes changing driving habits post-pandemic and poor lighting at night. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Craig Kopp. Join us tomorrow as we do another daily dive into Florida politics.